0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, and thank you all so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies. To so pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z, beginning the study in the word hell. As we know, hell is the place of eternal punishment, a place of of the dead the place of the unsaved the lost they go to but we look back in the Old Testament you have the word shool, which is a Hebrew word translated to hell and in the New Testament you have the word Hades which is Greek which is translated as hell but when you're speaking of shul of the Old Testament it's a place of the dead which would include two areas an area of the righteous dead and in a great Gulf which is fixed which is mentioned in the New Testament between where the righteous dead are and the unrighteous where the unrighteous dead are is what we would most of the time be thinking of as hell and we see the first mention of the word hell in Deuteronomy. So let's turn to Deuteronomy in chapter 32. And you see here the anger of the Lord toward the disobedient in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Pick it up in verse 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in mine anger, and shall burn unto the lowest hell, and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. And that's the ref- first reference we see the use of the word hell. Now if we turn to Samuel, 2 Samuel is the next place that we see this word used. In 2 Samuel chapter 22. so We pick it up right in verse 1. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge. My Saviour, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. So we see in verse 6 here where it says, The sorrows of hell can pass me about. There he was speaking of death, of the grave, and possibly even considering torment when he used the word hell there. Now, over in Psalm 18, we see this psalm recorded. And it's identified as a song in Second Samuel, but it's also found in Psalm, the book of Psalms 18, beginning up verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord. My strength, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord with whom is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compass me and the floods of ungodly men make me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. So we see the two references there to the song of David concerning his experience with those that was out to kill him. And we also can go back a little bit in the book of Psalms to, in Psalm 9, one verse here we see the word mentioned. In Psalm 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Turned into hell. We know that they will be cast into hell, the wicked but here we see turned into hell, turned into death, turned into that destruction, turned into the torturous place. And in Psalm 16, pick it up in verse 1. Another Psalm of David. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied, that hasten after another god. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup. Thou manifestest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a godly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou. Wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Now we identify verses 8 through 11 as prophetic, speaking of the Lord as well. Especially we find here where it says, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. This corruption is a reference to rotting in the grave. And when he uses the word hell in verse 10, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, you go back, since it's the Old Testament here, shul, the place of the dead, will not leave my soul soul in the grave, using the word hell here to represent the grave. And that resurrection that Jesus Christ gave us the example of, he come up out of the grave, did not stay in the grave and and have a rotting corpse there, but he came up out of that, because that's what he's speaking of when it says Corruption. Let's read verse 10 again because that's the primary one here it reads for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. David saying you're not going to leave his soul in hell and also we saw this sample and the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ as we all have to look forward to our souls will not remain in the grave. Because now, after receiving salvation, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. All right, now if you turn on over to Psalm 86, and we see here another Psalm of David. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusted in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and dost wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth, unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. That's the key verse right there. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. And that's what we have when we trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Delivered our soul from the lowest hell. So through salvation we can be spared an eternity in that place of torment called hell. I turn over to Psalm 116. Here it reads, I love the Lord, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the, the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountiful with with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Delivered from death... Delivered from hell, delivered from the pains of hell, the pains of the torment of being in hell. A lot of references to that. All right, now jump on over to Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 5, in Proverbs chapter 5, pick it up, verse 1. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as in honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Some warnings to the children, warnings to look out for the strange woman, the ungodly, the strange here, being in those that were not of the, children of Israel, those that were pagan, idolaters, the ungodly. So look out for them, because they can bring you right on down. As it says in verse 5, Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. If I hold hurt you'll wind up in hell. Proverbs chapter 7, we'll turn there in 7. In verse 1, it reads, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live in my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and behold, among the simple ones I discerned among the youth a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house." in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. So she caught him, and kissed him, and with an impotent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows, therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently, to seek thy face, and I have found thee, I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, and with fine linen of Egypt, I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon, come let us take our fill of love until the morning, let us Solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home, he is gone a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech she caused him to yield, with the flattering of her lips she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteneth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now therefore, O children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart incline to her ways, go not astray in her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death that's pretty uh, well spoken of about being seduced by a woman of the night you might say by a prostitute or a whore or a, whore, a harlot and being seduced by that and winding up As he finished it there, so well spoken, he says, Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. All right, now turn on over to Proverbs in chapter 27. Here, just one verse, which is verse 20. Where it reads, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Those lustful desires that we just read about, looking upon a strange woman, looking upon a harlot or a prostitute, and going down that pathway to destruction, all the way to hell, as it says. And so well spoke of there in chapter 7 and Verse 27, her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. That lustful desire can get you in trouble, can pull you right to the depths of hell. All right, now turn on over to Isaiah. In Isaiah, picking it up in chapter 5, verse 13. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity, this speaking of the children of Israel. And speaking of some of the chastisements, some of the judgments that had come upon them because they were angering God through their misbehaving. Verse 13 again, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be satisfied in righteousness." Then shall the lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Woe unto them that draw iniquity from cords of vanity, and sin as it were with a cart rope, that say, Let him make speed, and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh, and come that we may know it. Judgment of God coming to the ungodly. They will be brought down. They will be humbled. They will be cast into hell. Because there it says, Therefore hell hath enlarged herself. Getting bigger and bigger. And you figured with what we see in the world today and I've seen in some people that hell must be a pretty big place already and it's going to be getting even bigger. And it's going to be judgment day. A coming for everyone and we got to know you got to trust in the lord with all your existence to love him with everything it is that you have and then love others as yourself and that'll take care of all the commandments and you won't have to worry about winding up in hell all right isaiah chapter 14 we'll turn over there we see some more here in isaiah Picking it up in verse 4. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 4. That thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon, and say, How hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased? The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked, and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, He that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted, and none hindereth. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee, and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also come weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vowels. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that didst shake kingdoms? All right, this was a proverb with some historical content and in chapter 13 we see the reference the burden of Babylon which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Now Isaiah had presented this to them concerning the leader at the time and comparing him to Satan himself which was known as Lucifer prior to his fall that we read about in chapter 3 of Genesis. Go back to verse 12. You see how he refers back to comparing this particular leader to Lucifer himself and speaks of what happened to Lucifer in verse 12. That's Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? This Lucifer being cast down, cast out, because he lost his title and name of Lucifer and became known as the devil, the deceptor, Satan, son of perdition. He continues, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That's the attitude that Lucifer had. And Isaiah is comparing the leader of Babylon to Lucifer in that way. That's why you see this reference to Lucifer here, calling this man Lucifer or like Lucifer. As we read that again in verse 12. Thou How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. See, Satan wanted to take things over. He wanted to be the best of the best and the top and take over the position of God. That pride had entered into him, and it resulted in him being cast into hell. Because I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. We know that Satan will be cast into the lake of fire and be tormented for eternity in the final judgments. Not there yet. A lot of people misunderstand, think that Satan is currently in hell. He's not. He's busy working all around the planet. He's got a lot of work to do, and he's busy at it, and he's got a lot of followers. They're going to wind up in the same place as him, into that hell, into that pit. It reads, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. All right, let's finish it up there and we'll get back into it next time as we see some more references to the word hell in the Old Testament and this close. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the opportunity you've given us to be able to do a little study here. Helps to understand the intricacies of your word, to apply them in the right way, to rightly divide it as you tell us and help us to really, really have that burning desire to dig into there to find that message you want us to receive and encourage us to share that with others out there. We know there is an eternal place called hell. We know that there is an eternal place as the lake of fire that many will wind up in they help us do our part to help others see the pathway to come to you so they don't wind up into that lake. We thank you oh so much for the salvation you have given us the free gift that is held right out there that we can take and be with you in heaven and not have to see the place called hell. We thank you all so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.